UX Podcast Episode 50. You're listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Per Axboom. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Per Axboom. And me, James Royal Lawson. 50 episodes. What, 50 51? episodes. 50. Yes. Oh, 50 episodes. And to celebrate, I'm in the country of 50 states. Uh, in our efforts to actually produce this show during the summer as well, and we find ourselves in different locations. Uh, so I'm sad. Really different locations. Yeah, really different locations. I just woke up actually. I'm in, in uh, up north in Michigan, in a town called Charlevoix or Le Charlevoix if you speak French, but Charlevoix in, in American English, and uh, in a quaint little hotel. And I just sent my family to breakfast, and I've been uh, vacationing now for a week and a half uh, up here. So I've been having fun. It's been really, really hot. It's been like 30 degrees Celsius in the 80s, if you're speaking Fahrenheit. And um, I've been having a good time. And then James reminded me via Facebook, we have to record the show. And uh, (laughs) here we are. I've, I've kind of grabbed you now. You must be a week, a week and a half in on a holiday. Your mm. brain must be like jelly because yes. you've gotten to that relaxing point now. <laughs> hot temperatures, you know, taking it easy, not mm. working and things. So, so it's going to be a real struggle getting anything useful out of you today. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's sure. no different from otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you that. haven't left for vacation yet, have you? No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really busy today. I've got a deadline. Oh in yeah, you're in a two and a bit hours. <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I've been frantically producing a document. I'm actually trying to design a model for uh, measuring usability. We can actually do a whole podcast about Ooh. that. Um, oh, no, <laughs> that's an model. idea. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, designing a model for measuring usability in a very limited number of hours based mm. on stuff that already exists. <laughs> so, yeah, designing the model, then actually using the model and writing up the report. Uh, thankfully, I'm not... Uh, this particular moment i'm not using it and writing it up oh, someone okay. else will have the joy of doing that oh excellent but anyway so for me it's nearly three o'clock in the afternoon i've been at this now for actually i've been at this for like seven hours minus lunch <laughs> you you probably so, actually uh, before i i went to bed quite late so you were probably waking up when i went to bed <laughs> probably and so my brain is probably nearly as much jelly like as yours but for mm. a completely different reason mm. <laughs> oh wow anyhow yeah. So yeah. today, though, we're, we've got a link show. Yeah, uh, to make it a bit easier on ourselves. Yeah, not subjecting a third person to um, to this time zone yeah. mayhem. Um, which the link show means, for those of you who don't know, is when we take, um, well, in this case, three articles that we found during our digital travels and talk about them a little bit. Yeah. So, and I think the, the first, theme, um, theme of today is sort oh. of going back to basics. Yeah. Uh, I love well, it. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I like the, I like the way that these three articles interconnect and interplay. Mm. It's, it's quite a nice little yeah. threesome. Mm. <laughs> did I just say that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did just say that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, anyway, anyway, I, I really love. Uh, you found this. Uh, the first one we're talking about. It's called words, and it's one of the best things I've re- read in a long while. I, I must say, uh, this 
It's yeah. just words, basically, on a web page, and it's beautiful. It makes me it's, cry almost. It's it's actually excellent. Mm. It's um, it's as simple as you can get. It's just HTML with text on it, um, and it's got the title "This is a web page." Mm. Um, oh, I mean, I could. I, it's almost like you want to read this one out. It's one of those kind of ones. Um, but um, the gist of it is, is that um, you know, web. It's a web page. It's just words. Uh, you're reading them when you visit it, and. Um, the most powerful tool on the web is still just words, mm. um, and I, I, I think what, what kind of brings a smile to you and makes you really think about this a lot is the the bit where it says, he says, um, I remember teaching my daughter to code um, HTML when she was eight. Mm. The first thing first thing she wrote was a story about a squirrel, which he's actually linked to. It's mm. um, she wasn't writing HTML; she was sharing something with the world. She couldn't believe that she could just write a story on the home computer and then publish it for the world to see. She didn't care about HTML. She cared about sharing her stories. And the next, <laughs> next line is actually one of my favorite also. You are still reading. And it's down in the middle of the text. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it really does make you read. It, it has no fancy design. It has no columns. It has nothing. No graphics. No images. Uh, so, yeah. It's just, no distraction. Hmm. It's it's wonderful. It's 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 taking it's a, it's taking the, the the essence of what the page is about, and it's sticking mm -hmm. to it, and it's keeping you entertained, engaged, um, and, and on topic. Yeah. Um, it's oh. We've talked about this a bit before about uh, about one column layouts because uh, you and me both mm. like one column layouts, and and this is like even a, more proof that yeah, that's what we're going for here because we just want everyone to just focus on the words on the text. Mm. Uh, my one complaint with something like this and what it's trying to prove may be that what really made the web uh, like go mainstream is sort of graphics and the ability to Ooh. help people understand stuff. Uh, with, Do you reckon? With, I'm thinking that the first graphics web browser, Mosaic, is is what made well mm. made made people. Oh, what was a real eye opener, I guess. Wasn't it bandwidth? Mm, no, you listen to that. Oh, we should play that like modem thing when you it takes like fifteen seconds. Yeah, but that's, um, but that's, band, that's, band, that's made it. Without the bandwidth, we wouldn't be able to do some of these designy, flashy things. But you know, the, the everything dovetails nicely into one another. I think <laughs> you're right. It does. But no, I, I, I yeah, thinking back in, when when we first started using the web in the in the nineties, um, in ninety. Or when the first time I opened up a web browser and, and started searching for stuff, mm. it was text. It yeah. was you search for things in text, and you you went link to link. You you hopped from link to link to to find stuff often, um, and there were text links, hyperlinks, and you went yeah. to another text based page. Occasionally, you'd have a little crappy picture and so on. But of course, back then in the nineties, there wasn't so so many um, digital cameras. There wasn't so many yeah. ways of getting content, digital imagery, onto the web. It was all crappy icons if anything um, yeah, so you and, and you're, to... actually you sort of swore when you saw a picture because it took so long to download you only saw the top part of the picture and then five minutes later you saw the whole picture you cursed the people who didn't save their gifts interlaced yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh how the world is simple oh my um, god now we're old men again okay now we're, now we're talking about responsibilities <laughs> no, so, so, so but the, the, the essence of this though is, is you know it, we don't have to make things over complicated um, content is possibly well, we've talked about content being king or not um context is king is what i like to say um but the, the two interrelate but you, and that's helping. another thing that actually i don't like with this article is it has no date 
No. It has it in in uh, in the text, but not like you can find it. When was it written? No. You have to read sort yeah. of into the text to know that it was written on June twentieth. Yep. And it already has like fifteen different uh, translations as well. I love yeah, that. You're picking faults with it. I agree with you about the date. Mm. You're picking a little fault, um, and I, I do like the fact that it's it's inspired people to um, create their own. Um, language translations of um, of the post, um, and I also like the fact he, he did um, a next step call to action as such on the end of the article. Like you could find out where to follow him from his name, but then he says, "I'm writing a book on building and launching things on the web." And a link to it there. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the guy that wrote it, by the way, is um, um, Justin Jackson. Right. Um, we'll link to his um, Twitter page um, from the, the show notes. Um, but. No, content. I mean, is it? You've got to start. He says you've got to start with words, and yeah, you do need to start with words. Uh, I think. Um, I totally agree. Or at least start with start with thinking about what you're going to say mm. and what you're going to achieve. This is all back to the lorem ipsum or lorem shitsum, as I call it. That the fact that we always hire these agencies and they have placeholders for content, which is often lorem ipsum content. And we don't really mm. think about what we're going to put into the content before we actually uh, then, uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's too far gone. The, the graphics doesn't fit with the content and so on. So It's belittling your content. Yeah. It's, it's, making the, it's, it's from, from the first moment, it's making the content less important yeah. than the, the, the template, the, the design and, and so on. Right. So the main uh, point he's actually making is that uh, start with the content, make sure that you know what you're going to say, and then if you can find some way to support that probably with anything else, then do that. But if you can't mm. find anything to support it, then just stay with the content and text on a page because that's mm. what people want and that's what people came for. Yeah, and how many times have both me and you been involved with projects where um, you've had to, well, ruin a headline um, on a page or a box or something because there's not enough space for it in the design right. or you've had to take away paragraphs on text because <laughs> it doesn't fit. Um, you know, or you've oh, had to, you've oh had and to the menus. Merge menus. menus. Yeah, you've had mm. to merge menu mm. items mm. or create sub-menus mm. because there's only space for, mm. I don't know, five uh, yeah. menu items um, across the top. Yeah, exactly. We, so all, don't, we don't care what we will have to say. We care if it fits into this space over here. <laughs> yeah, we prioritize designing something and when we pay for the design, then we've got to cram all our stuff into yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it is a topsy-turvy way of, of, of going about stuff, really. Mm. Um, mm. Let's move on. Let's move on. To Brad Frost. Do we like? Yes, we do. We've, uh, well, I like. Sorry, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> like we're... Well, I've referenced we've, we've really articles in the past well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Name of his post? Atomic Design. And you found this one as well, James. I hadn't actually seen it because I'm on vacation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You're still reading stuff. So. Yeah, I am actually. Uh, he starts off with a quote there. We're not designing pages. We're designing systems of components. And uh, the article sort of goes into setting up uh, different parts of a web page, sort of like uh, a periodic table of el the elements with small components being the atoms and larger components being molecules and organisms and so on. Uh, and I kind of like this. It's the first time I read it. I, I kind of liked it. Uh, yeah. And I, having just read the words article, though, I was wondering, well, where are the words? 
because I couldn't find them as an example of where they were. Uh, exactly. I, I love I love this too. That just the periodic table um, and and the analogy with um, yeah, like you say, chemistry and, and physics and the atoms, molecules, organisms, templates, pages being the the building blocks of what we're doing there. It's it, it looks wonderful um, and gives gives you one of those kind of satisfying feelings when you read this and look at this. That yeah, no, this this makes sense. That you mm. you take the smallest component possible of 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 the, of the web of, of HTML um, and group these together in various different stages and ways um, to, to build up a, a, a solution or a system or a, a site. Yeah. Uh, so it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice model and a nice way of working. Um, it's a, um, it's a way of thinking about making sure that you think about the small details and the small components as well as the big picture. Yeah. Because sometimes and, we forget about the small components, I think. Yes. And creating consistency. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had a flashback when reading it to um, God. It's another old man comment. Um, to some of the the style, digital style guides that I was part of producing maybe ten years or more ago. Um, yeah, exactly. Which were I mean, uh, I used to love producing those. That were, you, know, you quite often, at least back then, we were building style guides built on the back of mm. um, brand manuals. Mm. Um, and I produced a few that were were down to this kind of atomic level, you could say, or. or um, molecular level, where it would, would, would create examples of, oh, well, this is how a um, you know a, a right-hand menu um, object should exactly. could be designed. I've done exactly the same, and, and, and I, I think we called it design patterns. Uh, well, based on that, well, Yahoo is. made it their design pattern library available uh, a long mm -hmm. time ago. And so design patterns became one of these buzzwords as well. And that's how I sold it <laughs> into some yeah. companies that I put together. And exactly as you're saying, I had an example. This is what a search box should look like. This is what a submit button should look like. So those were mm -hmm. the tiny components of the page. And then yeah. you had, this is what a table should look like, which is what it was a bit bigger. And then perhaps this is what we use the right-hand column for, which was even bigger mm -hmm. than part of the template then. But this is, um, and we know that. Well, consistency is an, is a, an essential part of, of um, good usability or user experience, yeah. and um, and this kind of um, um, atomic thinking um, helps maintain consistency. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but um, but at the same time, exactly on the back of the words article, um, this is oh, this. It's not obvious from. Brad's article about the importance of words or micro content. Yeah, as exactly. Say. I mean, when you when you read it, I mean, it's it's clear that the words are reasonably important when you start getting into um, um, producing um, well, molecules, mm. uh, as he calls them. The molecule here, an example would be um, um, in the article, he's got um, a search group. So you've got your your um, field, your button, and the heading above that collection. Um, to be together, those three component, three mm -hmm. um, um, atoms, I yeah. guess, um, produce a molecule. See, I'm hoofing. I'm just kind of winging this. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> you are, but I'm, I'm sort of interpreting it in the same way. I was thinking that's almost too big yes. of a molecule, but whatever. Because <laughs> uh, well, no, I would think the word, the words in the mar in the the word in the button is search, and that would be the atom, and the whole button would be the molecule. Well, but, I think that I mean, that you can interpret this yeah. however you want, as long as you like adhere to the principles of actually having smaller components build on bigger ones and, I, and staying exactly. consistent. I think we're, we're, what you're saying there is that, well, on the atomic level, um, those three components, the, the label, the input, and the button, also have a textual compo atom, yeah. atomic components. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it's like antimatter. <laughs> We're getting into physics now, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I hope no one who understands physics and chemistry is actually yeah. shot to death. Um, but um, but no, it, if you look at the end, there was also um, another... Um, it's really satisfying when you get into the templates and pages. And how yeah. We're getting closer to... Uh, worryingly close to Laura Mipsum stuff towards the end of the article. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's um, a pattern lab. And um, oh, even some of the comments uh, give examples of these pattern labs where um, they've built up collections of... Um, well, code snippets, ready-made code snippets um, that are built up into these, um, well, atomic groupings um, right. and you know, according to pages and templates and so on, um, which means you are a step closer to putting in real content before you've gone too far. Mm. So I think it is an excellent way of yeah, going forward so that you can at the same time bring in content that is, is real mm. and real situations, real scenarios, mm. and actually produce something that's going to work. Yeah. And I like the, how he ends it as well with, with, with some further reading and how he actually realizes that he, this is something that he thought about a lot. Then he starts to search. After he wrote the article, he started to search and realized that, well, other people have been thinking like this as well. And that's like mm. finding confirmation on that you're thinking in the right way and you're on the right path. And I sort of like that way of working, actually, and sharing the stuff that you found that really fits into the same th- type of thinking or the same line of thinking yeah yeah it was a one of the one of the further reading things there um was um responsive deliverables by dave rupert and he talks about the idea of constructing tiny bootstraps for every client Ooh, and i, and I like that quote as well <laughs> yeah um but, oh, but for those of you who know what bootstraps are bootstraps mm-hmm. are these um kind of kind of like development platforms ready-made um tweakable platforms for html that you can mm-hmm. quickly create sites or prototypes and so on. Yeah. Um, I'm a big was... fan of particularly the one that actually is called Bootstrap. So <laughs> yeah. I've been using it a lot over the past year. Mm. They're good. Mm. So again, moving on, I think actually uh, yeah. I need to go to breakfast. There's <laughs> <laughs> a hunger taking over. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the last one is something I wanted to include because I think it's one of these buzzwords that's going to make the rounds uh, over the next few months. And perhaps it will make it into mainstream, perhaps not. But, but I already found there's a conference that's been going on for six years around this, so maybe it's not, that's <laughs> not that new. But again, like, like sort of like the, when we started talking about customer journey paths and stuff like that, all of that suddenly became the new new thing in UX, but it's been in use for, well, 15 years at least, if you talk service design. So uh, this is something that's really interesting. And, and well, at, in UX, in the UX arena, we really like to <laughs> grab stuff from other areas as well. And this is persuasion profiling is really about psychology. Well, and that was, that's the first thing you mentioned. You need to explain a little bit, Power, about what we're talking about. Um, we're, we're talking about the article. And someone, this guy, Michael Straker, who wrote the, the blog post, he attended a virtual seminar or a webinar. And mm. and it's uh, about persuasion. Persuasion profiling uh, is is the subject of the of the seminar, and yeah. pers- persuasion, uh, or rather the psychology of persuasion, which we're really talking about, can be mm. subdivided into like popularized themes like 
authority, we tend to listen to authority figures and what they say. So that's one persuasion technique. You would show someone an, an authority figure telling mm. you to do something and perhaps you'd make people do that. And we mm. tend to do stuff that other people like us do. And we commit to something. If if we are given something that we have find a uh, need to reciprocate and do something back. And that's one way to persuade people to do something as well. So there and are various proof. different techniques. Social yeah. proof is one of the ones we've heard an awful lot of talk about in recent years yep. where, you know, if you follow, we show, show that other people have done something mm -hmm. and then people just follow suit. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and, and when you talk about persuasive technology, it's about really about designing to influence people's attitudes and support positive behavior change. And you could argue a lot about the positive behavior change because sometimes you just want to convert. And that's what this article is mm -hmm. really about. Is it conversion optimization, i.e. getting people to buy or do whatever you want them to do online? Uh, could persuasion profiling help in that? And persuasion profiling... Uh, building on these building blocks of persuasion and within the psychology is finding out what your particular user groups or target groups or users or personas, uh, this, this could even be, serve as a really good complement to personas, finding out which one of these uh, persuasion techniques is the one that works the best for your particular target group and, and work with that. And the article really made me think about this is one way of finding out what you would A-B test, perhaps, different messages in, in content based on these different persuasion techniques and test different ones and make sure uh, you're using the one that works best over the whole site because you're finding out what, what really works for your particular target group or your users. Yeah, I think um, the article actually goes on to talk, well, it talks uh, about each visitor more than um, um, yeah, and, I, and I'm not sure I really like that. But <laughs> you know, that was one of my one of my yeah. worries when reading yeah. it was. I, I know that you know, it's it's the optimist's dream or the marketer's dream that you you um, you have data on every individual visitor mm -hmm. and you know what they've done and what they're going to do and you can work out what they are. Um, but unfortunately, that that causes lots of problems when it comes to integrity and privacy and and so on yeah. and in many countries there's all kinds of laws that stop you from doing some of these kind of um, suggestions and one, one suggestion here was um, um, to build a persuasion profile for each visitor we must follow the person around for a while so, you know, I don't um, really get is, what he means with that uh, well <laughs> it means track it means means track an individual on the website yeah, so you put cookies um, on the site and make sure if that person comes back then you'd use the same persuasion messages again yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, so you have to be careful though that you're not you you're not tracking them in a personally identifiable way. Um, right. Which and we know or, this doesn't work because we have so many different devices that we log on with and so on. Yeah. So, but of course, it does work when you're when you're an Amazon or a Facebook or something. Then yeah. people are or with an app, you're you're logged in from you know. Oh yeah. If, if you have an account. So in, the, yeah. in in a logged in environment, mm. then then profiling becomes a lot easier mm -hmm. because you've got a database of stuff and you've already. You've already accepted terms and conditions that allow them to do this kind of profiling. <laughs> Going back to the last um, episode uh, when we talked mm. about terms and conditions of privacy, this is exactly the kind of thing that's in there in these terms and conditions that you know that they want to be able to use your behavior and data to analyze, to um, to, to tweak, and to sell you things. Yeah. Um, but for but for a website that's not got a, a login product or a login side um, side to it, then it gets more difficult to pin it down to an individual, and yep. you maybe shouldn't, but you can fall back to personas and try and group people and classify them and maybe you make use of, of 
um, variables and tagging in your analytics system mm. to to keep track of these and see what's happening. Yeah. yeah, one of the reasons I actually wanted to include this article is because there's been a lot of discussions about the usefulness of personas uh, in the Unix community over well the last year or so, and you know people are adding this stuff. Uh, people have dogs and they have this type of job, and <laughs> and, and it's well. You're sort of trying to create empathy for a user and, and making helping people who are developing the site, either whether they're UX designers or developers or whatever, understand yeah. the needs and, and behaviors of that particular individual. And then people are constantly asking, well, why did you include that specific bit, tidbits of information? Because it's not, I don't know how to use that to actually make a design decision. But the more we can mm. include about that actually helps us make design decisions, the better. And I think persuasion profiling is, is Really attaching to that uh, something that we can actually show people, show even executives down to developers, show that we're doing this because we we realize that people are persuaded in this particular way. Uh, as long as we can get, get the right data out there, because mm. you can't you you can't try and aim for too many um, you can't go for too many persu um, persuasion. Oh yeah, techniques yeah, exactly. That's one of his points. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the same. That ties in what we we know about and talk about. That you you can't you can't have too many goals on a web page, and you can't design uh, for on everyone a, on, a, on a product. You mm. can't do you can't design for you can't expect everyone's going to do every single goal on your page all the time. Yeah. And and this is a an extension of that. Um, so the question there is, do you have a single goal for a web page, or do you have a single persuasion technique for a web page, but potentially multiple goals? Yeah. For example. Um, that's a, it's an interesting aspect, and maybe you could even create personas based on um, persuasion techniques. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That you can actually yeah. use a persona, have a persuasion technique for that particular persona, and mm. make sure that, and then then, you, then you'd understand that this is the reason we're de taking this design decision. We're using that authority figure, or we're not using the authority figure because that that person doesn't respond to it. Mm. And sometimes the the uh, secondary aspects. Um, would be the target group as such. I mean, so you 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 could base the personas first and foremost on persuasion technique, mm. uh, like social proof, and yeah. then split that up into target groups within it. Yeah. Uh, oh God, sounds expensive, there. <laughs> well, you make assumptions. I think it's always you make you have yeah. to make some assumptions, and then you keep testing. It's you you never like lock down a document, even a persona. I don't think you should lock it down. Yeah. You need to be always discussing it, have it on the wall, and have have all of the persuasion techniques on the wall. I mean, these this is good stuff for people to know about, and talk about, and have have at hand in meetings and think about. Well, mm -hmm. if we talk about it this way, is that a good way of persuading people? Maybe not. When we have all these other techniques that are available as well, if you have that on the wall as well, I love I love this because uh, it's it's like <laughs> the pop culture of, of persuasion profiling. <laughs> I'd like to, I think um, one way I'd like to tie up all three of these articles mm -hmm. is just reflect on the the, the challenge of, of, of running um, a web presence and especially one that's of a reasonable size. Um, because if you think of these three things we've just discussed, yeah. words, the content, yeah. um, design de or development or design, producing mm -hmm. the actual pages um, that the words are going to fit into, um, and then um, profiling, the 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 underlying work to work out what do our users want and and you know what do we want and how do we get you know get them from there to here mm. um if you scale all of these three to oh 
to to a large site with with thousands of pages and you know tens of thousands of visitors. Yeah, that's difficult keeping track of all this and pulling it all together. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a not, big. It's a big. It's all th these are three. Mm. These are three mm. highly interconnected. Mm. Or you, you use the expression dovetailed mm. um, areas. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't weave them in correctly, then it's not going to work. Mm. It's going to be suboptimal. It's going to be a compromise or a cost. Mm. And I'm going to have to say that uh, whichever way you start, you have to start with the words anyway. <laughs> mm. Or the main message you want to get across. You've got to have a goal. Yep. Mm. Oh, that's always nice it, to end with. You have to have a goal. It is. And with that, you've got a very specific goal, and yeah. that's to eat breakfast. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I haven't found the menu online, so I'm going to go down and check. <laughs> so what have you been doing while we've been talking? You've just been searching for hotel menus. <laughs> Focus, Focus. <laughs> oh wow! So when where are you? Because I'm coming home in like uh, another week and a half, and it's time to record again. Where, where will you be at? <laughs> oh, let's have a quick look. We're um, it's Thursday, the twenty seventh of June. Yeah. Um, for anyone that's still listening and still interested, while we're recording, um, yeah, yeah, and that means we be um, we'll be recording around about the eleventh, tenth, eleventh um, of July. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Episode fifty-one. Um, I'm here in Stockholm. Oh, I'm on wow! Holiday. Um, I holiday, think I'm, right. yeah. I think I'm here in Stockholm. Um, yeah, I might actually be at my summer house. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that will be interesting. It's, it's the one after that. I think I'm in Spain. Yeah. Oh, no, we shouldn't tell. It's like the the police usually come out with reminders this time of year. They say, "Don't tell everyone when and where you're going to be on holiday." <laughs> I just realized we're sat here on your podcast discussing to everyone. <laughs> I've stopped listening no, no. to the police, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, you stopped listening to me. No. Which is fair. <laughs> no, but yeah, I have not heard yet of any example. Maybe our listeners have where somebody's posted that they're away on Facebook and then apparently burglars go into your house because they read your Facebook account. I don't know. Or Foursquare even. On Twitter or yeah. Instagram. There are so many to choose from anyway. <laughs> I mean, Everybody yeah. posts where they are. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway, on that yeah. note. <laughs> I no longer have anything valuable anyway, okay? <laughs> it, it went last time. It, you went should anyone burgled. be listening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already had that myosperled. Okay. Uh, I, I guess we're finishing off. and uh, I'm going to breakfast and you keep working on your deadline, James. Uh, <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, people, remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX.